It's time for Love Talk with the Love Ladies, Kathy, Carrie, and Evelyn. Love talking this weekend about Memorial Day and what it means to all of us. Thank you, Gavin. This is Evelyn, and we are in the studio today, and we are excited. Uh, we are ta- going to be talking today about um, the beautiful time in Texas and how God is working and uh, how he leads with love across Texas and America, across the world. And uh, we are available not only online, but on the web. And in the middle of the conversation today is Miss Carrie and Miss Kathy. How are you lovely ladies? Hi, Miss Evelyn. This is Coach Carrie Brinkater. It is great to be with you today, listening friends. You have found Love Talk, and you have found the Love Ladies. Opening the show today was the First Lady of Love, Mrs. Evelyn Davison. 35 years of Love Talk, and we love, love, love her. And our beautiful colleague calling in from, or streaming in from Boise, Idaho, is Kathy Enderbrock. Hey, friends, it is great to be with you this morning, and happy Saturday morning. Happy early Memorial Day. I'm telling you, grab that coffee, and let's love talk. I'm looking forward to to really getting into what Memorial Day is and exploring the heart of what Memorial Day is for our nation. And Carrie and Evelyn, I'm going to be asking you at some point today what Memorial Day means to you. Friends, I want you to think of that same question. What does Memorial Day mean? mean to you you know for some it simply means a fun holiday weekend or the unofficial start to summer which is a great thing but memorial day truly cuts to the heart of our nation it celebrates the sacrifice of the brave who have ensured the freedom of this nation so we're going to discuss what it means to be brave who our heroes are, and the importance of reflecting on and remembering the price that has been paid for the liberty that we have today. So welcome, friends, if you are tuning in or if you're live streaming with us this morning. Uh, for our 2 p.m. listeners, I'm just telling you, go to our archives at lovetalknetwork.com or visit us for our podcast on Facebook at Love Talk Radio in Austin, Texas on Facebook. Evelyn, Carrie, I'm looking forward to a really good conversation this morning. Absolutely. You know, this is, so I guess we've been about a month in our new time slot at 8 a.m. So for those of you who are just joining us, welcome. We're the Love Ladies. We bring you hope and joy each Saturday morning. We, many times we have guests on our show. Many times we are teaching, um, you know, it's, just all around good fun when you are here with the love ladies and I guarantee you God has put you in this spot today for a reason our key verse today from Psalm 27 14 wait and hope for and expect the Lord be brave and of good courage and let your heart be stout and enduring yes wait for and hope for and expect the Lord. You know, this Memorial Day, um, I think it's important, you know, I, I don't know about you guys, but my kids, you know, being teenagers, I don't know if they truly grasp what people have done before them, those that have gone before them to ensure the freedoms that we have in this country. And so definitely going to make it a priority to have a little history lesson for them this Memorial Day so that they can fully appreciate and understand 
why they can do, why they're able to do the things that they do and, and have free speech and say things that people, other people may not like, but we have the freedom to do that because of what has gone on before. Now, Miss Evelyn, as we talk about Memorial Day this week, um, what have you been up to this past week? I know you've been so busy with your book, Love Talking and Love Walking. Well, I've been doing a lot of love talking. I get some things wrong, but I can tell you my heart is so pumped with where we are and doing some very special things in this particular time in in Texas. And um, we are working on a book. It's uh, We are getting ready to take it to the printer, and uh, we plan to have, hopefully, the week before July 4th, uh, a press um, party. And have people pick up their books that have paid for it and and just have stations of prayer. A lot of different things. But it depends on a number of things. Number one is whether it rains or not. <laughs> and secondly, uh, you know, what, um, what the other plan is for the governor. And so as we look at it, you know, we, Ben and I are having special plans for Memorial Day. Uh, we have such deep memories of some of the sadness that we are, that our family has experienced, uh, and maybe some of the things that with our children as they grew up. But it's been a good week. One of the strangest things that, that happened this week is one night in the middle of the night, the mirror off of my vanity fell off and broke and shot glass all over the living room, all over the dining room. And we oh, have no. no idea what caused it. None. It's a, oh. You know how the big mirrors are above your lavatory? And mm-hmm. I mean, it, went, it knocked paint off the door. I told Van, I said, we thought somebody was shooting from outside. But apparently it had built up heat behind the air conditioner. And we had had air conditioning problems this week, and they worked on it. So something they did. Can you imagine? That? Oh, Miss Evelyn, you've had such a time. I, you had some water in your house um, <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, and that was a big mess uh, with fans and having to, like, rip off baseboards and all that kind of stuff. And well, now this, you guys are probably going to be finding glass for, uh, for, for a while in my shoes, would you believe? <laughs> but, you know, we were just astonished it woke us up, and we couldn't figure out what it was. And Pam thought someone had shot through the house. Yeah. And mm. so uh, we waited a little bit. He got his little six-shooter out, and he went in, and he said, I don't understand, but there's glass everywhere. Oh, and so no. our, our Danny is handy Dan, handy man. And so he came the next day, and, you know, they make the, they were making these big black spotches to put behind the mirror uh, at the time it was hung, and it got hot and melted. <laughs> so, you know, I, I told Van, I said, you know, that could have been on Memorial Day memory. <laughs> but, it, you know, you look at life and just don't know what God has planned for us and what we ourselves need to be doing uh, to be the missionary that he has designed us to be. And that's what we're going to do with Love Walk uh, and Love Talking, uh, the new book. There We have 22 editors from the Austin area talking about time in their life. When God did something. And I think that's where we are right now with the stage that we're in. And, you know, it's good because it brings families together, I think. What about you, ladies? What was your week like, Carrie? 
Oh, my week was good. I'm my kids have finished school this week. So I officially now have a junior and a sophomore. I can't even believe it. Um, you know, the end of school this year was just so different than the the regular end of school celebrations that normally happen. But both the kids are getting together um, responsibly with friends this week. Um, so I know they'll have a great time with that. So it's just that we're we're. We're beginning summer. Here we are. What about you, Kathy? I guess your sweet Jordan successfully defended her thesis this week. She did. It was so great seeing her stand up there and and talk about how God is working in the Middle East in the lives of of Muslims who don't know him and it was I was just so proud of her. You know, when you just watch your kids, you're just like, I could burst. My heart literally yeah. could just burst this very moment. So she did a great job, finished the year really strong. We are officially finished with the school year. Aaliyah finished up well with Baylor. So that it's kind of it's good. It feels like we're launching into summer now, and we're really excited about our visit out to Austin, Texas, our youngest. So let me tell you, friends, in Boise, Idaho, you can get your driver's license when you're 15. Mm. And so our youngest has grown up with Carrie's youngest. And so uh, my youngest said that she had had to get her driver's license before she headed back to Texas over the summer because she wanted to take her buddies out to Sonic for a Coke. And so, I mean, like, that will be the highlight of her summer, getting in a car and driving a friend down to Sonic and grabbing a Coke and just feeling so grown up with no parents there. My um, son cannot wait. Oh, my God. She's pumped. She's pumped. I think they already have a huge uh, class gathering pool party planned. Uh, they, they've been kind of making the plans all themselves. So we're looking forward to that. We're heading to Texas to move Aaliyah out of her dorms. And we figure, you know what, we're there. Let's spend some time and get to, to be with friends. I'm looking forward to being in the studio with you. And, you know, I, I have to say, just give a um, just send out our condolences really quick. I know a lot of our listeners are probably very familiar with Ravi Zacharias. Yeah. Um, international Christian apologist. He's just known for his intellect, his incredible intellect, his grace, his his passionate love for sharing the truth of Jesus Christ. And he passed away uh, this week from cancer. And uh, I'm just so grateful for his life. And we just want to send out our condolences uh, to his family and to all of the young men and women that he has mentored up to take his place. And I tell you, I have never quite felt um, a loss like this for someone mm-hmm. I had never met. And um, I remember feeling a sadness when Reverend Billy Graham passed away. But, um, I, you know, Ravi Zacharias really spoke to me when he spoke I, I got it. I got it. And he gave me a passion for um, sharing the gospel with others. And so um, we're just we're sad to see him go, but grateful that uh, he's partying it up really well in heaven right now. Well, and I, I think the great thing, one of the many great things about Ravi Zacharias is he could tackle a very, very difficult question mm-hmm. so elegantly um, and so winsomely, you know, and explain explain 
explain things in a way that even my simple mind could understand. And I think that's the thing that I really appreciated about him so much is he wasn't, I mean, he was all about tackling the hard issues that sometimes stump us, right? And that keep people away from the faith because they're like, well, how can God be merciful if he allows X, Y, and Z to happen, right? And Ravi Zacharias could tackle a question like that in such a way that, man, you're just left with your mouth open and going, oh, wow, God is so good. God is amazing. Mm-hmm. And so if you're not familiar with Ravi Zacharias, oh, go to YouTube. Go go to Ravi Zacharias Ministries. I mean, there's just a plethora of information out there um, to help you understand the hard things. Fans served on a board uh, with uh, Ravi, and um, he um, – wanted to ask him to be the speaker for the governor's breakfast for NDT. But he, you know, is so, was so tight with his schedule and then with his schedule for this particular, it was in Utah, uh, that um, Van decided that he, he said he's going to have to go to the bathroom before he leaves here because he was scheduled to catch a flight. So Van followed him into the bathroom. <laughs> And ask him, said, would you like to come to Texas and speak for the governor? And he said, what day I'll be there. He he was a wonderful man, and God blessed his ministry. He started out uh, and tried to commit suicide, and God spoke to him directly. And so he's had a great influence across this nation with college students and uh, and especially with terms uh, that – uh, people get into and can't get out of. So I think we do need to really thank the Lord for the for the ministry that He has had in this nation today. Absolutely, Miss Evelyn. Um, I know when we get back, we I, we have to go to break. We uh, we have our, our our long introduction, but then we have our main our our main uh, segment where we're going to talk all about. Uh, Memorial Day. And Miss Evelyn, when we get back, I know that your wonderful husband, Van, is a veteran. Mm-hmm. And I know he has a really tender heart. I know in 1944, uh, you were waiting for your daddy to get called up to go to Normandy. We have some questions for you about that. And friends, we're going to share with you a brief history of Memorial Day. We're going to talk about our heroes and what it means to be a hero. We're going to hear now from our um, from our sponsors who are very special to us. They've made Love Talk possible for the last 35 years. You're going to want to get to know them. You're going to want to give them a call when you have a need to reach out to them. They're incredible, incredible businessmen and women in the Austin area. We'll be right back with you with Love Talk right after this. Stay with us. Hello, friends, and welcome back to today's Christian Talk. You have found Love Talk and the Love Ladies. I'm Coach Carrie Brinkater, and I have my beautiful friends, the First Lady of Love, Miss Evelyn Davison and Kathy Indebrock today. Such a blessing to be with you as we look forward to Memorial Day on Monday. What is Memorial Day? It's a day to remember and to celebrate those who have died in order that we would remain free. Memorial Day is an American holiday. It's observed on the last Monday of May. 
honoring the men and women who died while serving in the U.S. military. It was originally known as Decoration Day, um, kind of originated following the years of the Civil War, so, so long ago, and became an official federal holiday in 1971. And, you know, I I know a lot of us um, celebrate Memorial Day well in the past, maybe with a parade. I don't, those are probably not happening this year, Um, or a family gathering or Friends gathering. Many Americans also visit cemeteries or memorials um, to celebrate or to honor those who have passed on defending this country. Each year on Memorial Day, a national moment of remembrance takes place at three o'clock in your local area at your local time. Um, and it's important that we honor our brave soldiers. And I'm so excited about our segment on bravery today. And we're going to get into that in just a few minutes um, about what that means. It's important that we honor our brave soldiers and continue to hold dear those freedoms that they gave their lives to defend. So, Miss Evelyn, I know your sweet van is a veteran, and um, y'all have some very, very fond memories of those years. Does does Van take a moment on Memorial Day to sit and and ponder things or or look back? Um, you know, how does how does he remember or celebrate Memorial Day? Well, we usually spend it with some very special prayer time. Um, I, you know, Van's dad was a veteran in World War One, and they were on the field practicing, and he had an emergency uh, need. Uh, his appendix ruptured, and so they took him off, and they wouldn't let him, you know, go to the hospital, but finally they sent him, and um, it's a place for people to die. Mm. And the nurse in there said, you know, you're not there, Mr. Davison. We're going to get you out of this. So with uh, some tender care, uh, they, Van's dad lived to become his dad. Uh, during the World War II, my dad was in um, the war. He was uh, drafted because of the skills that he had, and uh, it was very... Mm, difficult time for him uh, because he had always been a person to do what he wanted to do and it was different and when he came back uh, he they, he got a discharge a year before the final end of uh, well, before the end of World War II and uh, he came home it, had ch- it changed his life uh, so a Memorial Day is very special to both Van and to me because we like to remember the good things, but we also have to pray, pray and ask God to fix the things that are not right in this nation. And so Van prays three times more than I do. I do too much talking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, honey. Uh, but he is very, he is very uh, structured. And uh, I appreciate that because I've seen, you know, things come. We've never had a situation like they had where we van was in the navy four years but it he he was stationed in san diego and there was not that danger there but you know you don't ever know what your kids going to go through or what the next generation and we are going through a thing right now that is absolutely um stifling i guess is the best word 
So we uh, we'll spend the day praying and and popping corn or doing something. Uh, just as a special time to honor our parents. Mm-hmm. It, it's definitely an unprecedented time. I think that you know we're trying to figure out what to make of it and what the right response is. And um, you know I'm grateful for those uh, men and women who are willing to step forward and um, and and go out and defend this nation. Our our godson just uh, graduated um, from the. Uh, I guess what it's called basic training. Yes. And uh, next week he actually leaves to South Korea and he is going to be right uh, on the DMZ, the demilitarized Mm. zone. And so I guess with um, Kim Jong-un's poor health and, and all the rumors flying around that, they are on heightened alert because they just don't know what to expect. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I just I really appreciate when we have those family members that go, Evelyn, I think you're right. Sometimes depending on what their experience mm-hmm. is and what they see in that uh, war situation, uh, you can't see that and not be changed by it. And I think it's so important that we do pray for our soldiers, not only yes. for their physical protection, but that God would also protect their mind and protect their heart. And, um, you know, I love that we can give Bibles to soldiers and they have small uh, military Bibles that they're able to take with them. And I, I think that's the one thing that they can use that can protect their heart and mind like nothing else is God's word. And, you know, I, when I think of, when I think of the, um, Memorial Day, immediately I think of America's national anthem, the mm-hmm. Star Spangled Banner. And, um, I love that this song unites voices at, at every sports event, every presidential inauguration, every national day of prayer, every military ceremony. Um, it unites the voices of the people crying out that we are the land of the free and the home of the brave. And, um, you know, some, some, I've heard this perspective brought into it. Some, some Americans have rightly said that we are the land of the free because of the brave. That is so true. So today uh, we're going to honor the memory of our brave military men and women who have laid down their lives for our freedom, not just by celebrating them today, but in their honor, friends, let's be brave. Let's be the brave men and women who are at home, especially in this unprecedented time in our nation. We need to be brave. And so what does it mean to be brave? What does it what does it take to be brave? How can we be brave today? What does God's word teach us about being brave? You know, the first place I thought to go was the fruit of the spirit, which is in Galatians 5:22 and 23. I thought, okay, well bravery's got to be somewhere in there uh because well, it's the fruits of the spirit. And I went through the the entire list of attribute attributes and bravery isn't in there. We have love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And I thought, well, Lord, where's bravery? And I believe it's not in there because bravery precedes these fruits. 
because that is without bravery, none of these fruits of the spirit is even possible in our lives because the world we live in is so opposed to every good fruit that God would want to grow in us that we must be brave in seeking to pursue these fruits in our life. So bravery is this willingness to step forward in the face of difficulty, in the face of opposition or danger. Bravery, bravery requires a, a, an awareness of the difficulty, awareness of the opposition and danger, because the brave are not the ignorant, but the brave are the aware who choose and willingly, willingly step forward anyway. God calls us to be watchful and aware of what is going on around us and to be brave and step out anyway. And, and this is another thing that really occurred to me when I'm reading through these fruits of the spirit, that bravery is not self-focused. Bravery is others-focused. Okay, self-centered bullies, those are not the brave. We know that instinctually, right? We know that, that bullies are not the brave. But um, it's those who, who grab a hold of hope and not fear. That's the calling card of mm -hmm. the brave. And so I've just been thinking all about this, you know, and, and looking at God's word. And, you know, I think there's a reason that God calls his children mighty warriors. I mean, throughout the Bible, you see this and the story of Gideon comes to mind where someone is scared and yet God calls out to him, mighty warrior. In, in second Timothy, um, Chapter 1, verse 7, um, Scripture tells us this. It says, God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. God has equipped us to be brave, and he calls us to be brave. So, Evelyn and Carrie, I want to ask you this. When have you been brave? When you would rather have hid under the covers or run the other way? And at the time, did you feel like a mighty warrior? Well, I'd have to say uh, it is experience that Ben and I had in going to um, to France and um, going to the to the uh, uh, major um, event during World War II, when in the the middle part of France uh, became a landing ground for uh, thousands of military people and um, they that ho that hospice place there uh, at this particular camp particular place is such that you don't know what really uh, the the victory was because so many were killed and Normandy uh, is a place that uh, it's so different from anything that came out of the Civil War, anything that came out of even World War One, because it's just one white cross after another. And then out in the bay is an area where they've got uh, cables onto what I'd call flagpoles. And so we talked to the guide and asked him, why is that stuff still there? And he said, it's there as a memory of the faithfulness of the people that died here. And that was mm. a huge battle of World War uh, II. 
Ben and I had talked about going, and it was our 25th anniversary, and so I said, I'd like to go to France. And so it just turned out that was part of what we saw. But, you know, when we started walking down the aisles of where the crosses were, uh, we got to about the third row, and Van fell on his knees and just praised God that he did not have to go through that, and our boys have not gone through that. So Mm -hmm. that was hardest thing, to see him so touched by men like himself who had given lives that we might have freedom in America today. And I'm not sure how we'll probably, we'll spend the day praying. That's what he likes to do. And, And especially for this time when our nation is shut down, we are in serious trouble in this nation. And it's time for us to find out God's plan and get busy working on it, much like those people did there in France. So it's Normandy. Uh, it's, not, it's not normal, but it, it was a, one of the biggest battles ever fought by United Nations and to the extent that it was a success. So uh, I'm a little bit emotional about it, but when I think about it, I think how blessed we are that God has given us opportunities in this particular time when our government is shaking, when we can't go to the store and stand in line and get a loaf of bread. These are tough times. It's like a war going on with Satan having an opportunity to destroy us or to discourage us. And that sounds uh, pretty horrible to me. But I'm te- I, I do believe God has something very special in store for us in America. And it's going to be a spiritual adventure, I do believe. Well, you know, as you look at God's plan, Miss Evelyn and Kathy, in light of your your question here, Kathy, about bravery and, you know, have I ever had to be brave when I would have rather hid under the covers? Yes, um, on a couple occasions. And as I think about those occasions, I don't feel like a mighty warrior that is 100% for sure. And let me set this up um, with a story. Um, so when my husband and I, his name is Ashley, when we lived in Brenham, we lived in our first little house, like a little thousand square foot house in Brenham, there were nights that we would hear this like, scratching and it was this scratching, scratching, scratching. And we would look at each other and kind of be like, oh, no, I hope that's not what we think it is. <laughs> and, um, you know, eventually we came to the realization after several days and nights of hearing this that we had something in the attic, right, that was living up there that shouldn't be living up there in the attic. Now, we couldn't see it, but we could hear it. So we knew But we didn't really know, right? We knew that there was something up there, but was it squirrels? Was it, was it rats? Was it mice? (laughs) Was it, um, birds? We, we knew, but we didn't really know. And I tell you that story because there's so many times in our lives that we know something Mm -hmm. is going on with our marriage, with our kids, with our friend. But we don't really know until we ask or we actually put our eyes on it. We know, like deep down in our gut, my kid is really struggling. I know this in my gut. God is laying this on my heart. And if I don't 
pull myself up by my bootstraps here and confront them about this, we are in for a very bumpy, bumpy road, a destructive road. If I don't put on my armor and talk to my husband about this situation in our marriage, I, 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 I'm, we're, we're, we're never going to survive. Friends, I know you know what I'm talking about. You've been faced with these situations in your life where you know you need to be brave, but you want to pull the covers up over your head and hide because you know what's going on, but you haven't asked you deep down, you know, but you don't really know because you haven't asked the hard questions yet. You haven't gone to that child and said, I know you're struggling with something. What is it? Please tell me, how can I help? And so there have been several times in my life when I have had to just go into a situation and ask those hard questions. And I tell you what, Kath, I didn't feel like a mighty warrior <laughs> that time. I, I, I didn't want to do it. But, you know, your definitions are so perfect here. Bravery is not self-focused. It's others-focused. I was so worried about this person that I had to go to them, even though I knew the conversation was going to be hard. And that conversation was driven out of hope for the future, not fear of the present. Right. And and I was afraid in the present, but I, I wanted to ask those hard questions so that the future could be more hopeful and, um, you know, awareness of that difficulty. You, you know, your definitions are so perfect, Kathy. Bravery requires awareness of the difficulty. You know, you have to be aware and you can't put these blinders on, you know, um, with teenagers or with marriages or with hard family relationships. We want to put these blinders on and be like, I don't see it. I don't see it. I don't see it. if I don't see it, it's not there. Right. I, if I don't see it, it's not there. But it is there. And we know it's there. And we know we have to ask those hard questions and make that hard journey. And I tell you what, God will, what I've learned from those situations in my life is that God will equip us with all that we need to be brave. We go into these situations and we're like, Lord, I just don't know. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. This is going to be so hard. But God equips us with all that we need to be brave. And you know what? There's another one here, guys. When we have to look at ourselves and point a finger to ourselves and go, what are you doing that is causing your family to um, have dissension? You know, and so a lot of times we have to have this self-talk with ourselves and be brave and go, you know what? I could have more joy around my family. I could I could um, bring that scripture verse to my family every single morning. And so not only being brave with others, but being brave with ourselves. And God equips us. You know, we think we go into that with trembling knees, and we do. And then all of a sudden, God equips us with the armor and surrounds us and protects us and strengthens us. Um, to stand firm because those weak knees are the schemes of the enemy. Mm. It's the enemy telling us, you can't do that, Carrie. You can't confront that situation. You can't be brave here. You know what? God says, yes, you can. Yes, you can. 
You can put on this armor and I will protect you through this situation. And yeah, Carrie, it's going to be hard and it's not going to be pretty and the journey is going to be rough. But when you start talking about it and when you start moving toward resolution, I'm telling you, the steps are there and I'm going to protect you um, along the way. You know, I love that you're talking about about armor and um, and that comes straight out of Ephesians chapter six. Um, and it's actually called the armor of God. And, you know, friends, we're not talking about uh, something that you put on to block others out or to keep others at a distance. When God talks about his armor, he talks about truth, righteousness, the gospel of peace, faith, salvation. These are all the things that that you put on. And if you want to see this armor and how you put it on, if you go to um, Ephesians, that's in the New Testament, chapter 6, verses 10 through 18, and you can learn about the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, uh, the helmet of salvation, the shield of faith, uh, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And it talks about uh, in there, it lays out for us prayer and supplication. And, you know, that the, the armor of God, Carrie, when I learned about that, I was introduced to that by my mom. And it completely changed how I went into a situation mm-hmm. because I didn't rush in like a fool. But I prepared for it mm-hmm. and I prayed about it. And um, I asked God what to give me wisdom in dealing with that situation. We have to be brave, friends, to go and address and tackle these things, uh, even when we would, especially when we would rather run the other way. So, yeah. Carrie, I mean, I, I it, you know, when I think about um, being brave, and I think about Memorial Day, I think about heroes. Yeah, absolutely. And I think there's, you know, two types of heroes. And, you know, we think about the strong man, right? We think about Superman. Um, we think about President Abraham Lincoln, you know, super superhero. Um, America in World War II, just overcoming so much. A soldier fully armed for battle. Um, our local heroes, our, our first responders, firemen, police officers, those are heroes that we can see and we can, and we can learn about and we think those are strong heroes. And then I think of the weak man or the meek man who stands up for what is right. Think about the Apostle Paul. Um, Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, standing up against something that he knew was wrong and, and, and really standing up for the rights of every single person in America. Um, the mom who forgoes a successful career to raise her children. Those are heroes as well. And so I, I, I don't want us to always focus on the ones that we can see and the strong man, but I want us to focus on two and kind of change our thinking about, um, the meek or, or, or that I don't, I, I hate, I, I don't want the word weak to be used in a derogatory term here. I, I like kind of the word meek meaning, you know, a person who comes at something from a different angle, a more quiet angle, a, a, almost something that's reserved, right? Um, and so 
it, when you're standing up for something that you know is right against all odds. And so, you know, if you look at those the two types of heroes, I think it places, um, I think you can place yourself in one of those two categories, right? As you look at things over your life, have you ever had to be the strong man, right? Um, or have you been the meek one who's come in to fight for something else or fight for someone else? Um, and maybe quietly, or to stand up for someone else quietly. When we return to Love Talk, I'm going to ask Evelyn and Kathy, which hero do you think we should aspire to be and why? And who are their heroes? Oh, you won't want to miss this, friends, when we return to Love Talk right after this. Hello, friends, and welcome back to Love Talk, Memorial Day edition, Bravery heroes. Hopefully you have a new take or a new spin or a new way of thinking about bravery and about heroes um, because they take on different forms. And those that we see that are brave, that are out in the spotlight, and those that we see that are brave, that are behind the curtain, so to speak. So Miss Evelyn, as we talk about heroes, who are your heroes, or do you have a hero? <laughs> a whole long list. <laughs> when you see, uh, 89 years old, you can look back and remember a lot of great people who've, who've ministered to uh, to you or who have you know really been a, a, the right kind of leader to follow. But I'd have to say Jesus. Jesus comes first, and... Uh, uh, even with Van and I together when we're praying, we, you know, we we honor him before we start talking about what we want <laughs> and or what we need. And, you know, he, he is so willing uh, to give us uh, the power and a position uh, to not be weak, but be strong in our faith. And uh, we, you know, we have symbols of that. But the main thing, I think, is that we uh, pattern our life after him and truly seek a time when we can talk to him and walk and then get up and walk because we're like babies we don't understand a lot of the things that come into our life and it's um we pay a penalty price for uh for the things that we want that we are we don't need and sometimes that is an issue uh when you're talking about a hero but uh, I guess my pastor or our pastor is our greatest hero. He is a war. Uh, he is um, mm, a veteran of the Korean War and uh, has gone through a lot of pain and heartache. And uh, this thing that we're in right now is like a war. Uh, it, everything around worship has changed in the churches in Austin and in Round Rock and Georgetown, basically because. We cannot be more than five people in a small group. And he has, um, he served uh, in Korea uh, and was is a wounded pastor. And I don't know, I just look at him and, and just um, admire his, um, his character, not just his character, but the very heart of who he is. And he is a hero. And... Uh, uh, you know, Jesus bought it for us and paid for it. We just better treasure it, is my 
my my call today for uh, this nation um, of the United States of America is we need to report for duty, and the one we report to is to the Lord Jesus. Well, Kathy, what about you? Which which type of hero, the strong man or the meek man, should we inspire to be? And do you have a hero? Oh, okay. Well, all right. So we have the strong man who stands up for the weak. We have the, the weak man who stands up for what is right. And I, you know, I, I think always of Apostle Paul. And, and I love what he said about weakness because this is one of the greatest men of, of the faith who uh, just gave us so many books in the New Testament and who really completely poured out his life to share the good news of Christ. And he says this about weakness in 2 Corinthians. Um, he says, for the sake of Christ, I am content with weakness. I am content with insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak... Then I am strong. And, I, you know, Paul is the one who got me <clears throat> okay with being weak. You know, I, I was came from a family of eight, and so you always kind of had to be tough and stand up for yourself, you know. <laughs> uh, and so I was kind of raised standing up for myself. And you never, you know, you, you, you wanted to be compassionate but not weak. And, um you know, my brothers, I grew up, four of my, of, of my, um, seven siblings, four were brothers, and I, I, I hung out with them a lot. They were kind of the, the, my preferred fun. And, uh, you know, they were pretty rough and tumble, and you, so you kind of had to be tough. And so I love the fact that, that, that God tells us, hey, weakness is okay, because in weakness, I will make you strong. Mm. And so it's okay to be, it's not just okay, it's a great thing to be the weak man who is standing for right. Um, but I, I believe that, that there's also positions in our life where God makes us the strong man who stand stands up for the weak. So I think we should aspire to be both. I mean, in areas where we are strong, uh, where we're strong in influence or authority, yes, we must protect those who are under us. Um, and in areas where we are the weak man facing injustice or evil or lies, yeah, we we need to get it together and stand up for right. We need to be brave and stand up for truth. And, you know, I think a true hero is always motivated by love, love for God and and love for others. And so, I, I, you know, I don't think we have to be Superman or Supermom or super perfect to be a hero. We need to love well and, and not with a worldly love, but with the life transforming love of Christ. And so I, I would I agree with Evelyn. Jesus is my hero, but I do appreciate the heroes that God has placed on this earth, like Ravi Zacharias, mm-hmm. um, like um, Reverend Billy Graham, like these uh, uh, General MacArthur, these men who led troops into battle and encouraged them with prayer and um, and gave them fortitude when they were the, when their hearts were ready to melt. 
you know, there's uh, when we talk about heroes and we talk about, um, you know, a strong man or a weak man, there was this TV show. I don't know if it's still on. And it was called I think it was called What Would You Do? And basically they would have these actors and they would put them in these um, situations to see what people would do like a these two actors a man and a woman sitting at a restaurant and the man starts belittling the woman or two actors they uh, go into a coffee shop and the man starts uh, or the the patron who's an actor and um the person working at the coffee shop who's also an actor um like they get an argument of some kind like the patron is 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 making fun of of the person serving and what you see happen throughout this show is that ordinary regular everyday people like you and I will stand up for things mm-hmm. that they see that are wrong that are taking place even though these were actors and they're perpetrating a situation that's highly uncomfortable right and that we might just want to walk away from and pretend we didn't see the ordinary people we're standing up and going, hold on, hold on. This is not right. You can't treat people like this. And so it gave me, you know, this um, hope for humanity, right, uh, as you watch that show, um, that people will stand up for what is right. And we have seen this in our nation, um, in the history of our nation, right, uh, for people standing up for what is right and what is good. Miss Evelyn, um, do you have any final words for our listeners today regarding Memorial Day? Well, I think we need to um, really um, spend some time uh, searching our hearts and looking at our calendars because the times we're living in right now are very, very um, strange. If nothing else, that's the best word I can come up with. Uh, but we're here because the Lord Jesus has planted us like a tree. And his plan for us is that we would bear fruit. And the fruit of life is, is always love. It's, you know, it's, it's just what Jesus says it is. So I would say that, you know, as we look at our neighbors, uh, look at, you know, our officers, uh, those that serve us in every direction, that we ought to be very prayerful for them for a, for a time like we're going through right now. It's pretty serious. And so that would be my urgency of the day is when you see something going on, be the strong woman. <laughs> be the strong man uh, because we're here for a reason. The Lord has planted us. And we are here to bear fruit, and that is the fruit of God's Holy Spirit. So, you know, that's me, and I'm not changing. <laughs> Thank you, Miss Evelyn. As we take a moment to pause and remember those who have given their lives for the freedoms of this country, we should also pause and remember the one who gave his life so that we could live, so that we could have eternal life, and that's Jesus. He gave his life he, life for us. He bore all of our sins on the cross that day so that we didn't have to bear those ourselves all by ourselves. Because, friends, I'm not capable. We're not capable. 
And Jesus took those from us and he gave us this free gift of eternal life that all we have to do is reach out and grab from him and say, Jesus, I want that. I want that. I want that life with you. How do you get that, friends? Just very simply by admitting that you're a sinner. For we have all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That's Romans 3.23. Believe that Jesus is God's son, that he was sent here on earth as fully man and fully God. And that he died on the cross and rose again on the third day to give us life. And then confess that, friends. Tell somebody that you want Jesus to come into your life. Find that church tomorrow that will breathe the breath of life into your soul. Find that church. And then when we can all start meeting again together, which it's happening very soon all across this 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 town, this, this, this nation, that we'll be back together very soon. You can visit that 